0: A reading from the second book of Samuel. David went to bring up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David amid festivities. As soon as the bearers of the ark of the Lord had advanced six steps, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. Then David, girt with a linen apron, came dancing before the Lord with the bandit as he and all the house of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord, with shouts of joy and to the sound of the horn. The ark of the Lord was brought in and set in its place. Within the tent David had pitched for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. When he finished making these offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. He then distributed among all the people, to each man and each woman, in the entire multitude of Israel, a loaf of bread and cut of roast meat and a raisin cake. With this, all the people left for their homes. Verbum Domini. Who is the King of glory? It is the Lord. Who is the King of glory? It is the Lord. Lift up, O gates, your lintels; Reach up, your, you ancient portals, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? It is the Lord. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up, O gates, your lintels, reach up, you ancient portals, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? It is the Lord. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory.
1: The mother of Jesus and his brothers arrived at the house. Standing outside, they sent word to Jesus and called him. A crowd seated around him told him, your mother and your brothers and your sisters are outside asking for you. But he said to them in reply, who are my mother and my brothers? And looking around at those seated in the circle, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. Domini, In the first reading today, we hear about King David holding a solemn procession for the Ark of the Lord, complete with music and dancing. David is a man after the Lord's own heart, who had been chosen to replace the first king of Israel, Saul, who had proven to be unfaithful and disobedient. And following David's anointing as king by the prophet Samuel, David is forced into hiding by Saul who continually seeks to put him to death. In the meantime, David forms an intimate relationship, an intimate friendship with Saul's son, Jonathan, with whom he makes a covenant. And the relationship between David and Jonathan is so close that Jonathan seems to favor David over and above his own blood relations, that is, his father, King Saul. While Jonathan still loves his father, of course, He goes out of his way to intercede on behalf of his dear friend, David, and does everything in his power to rescue David from his father's hands, even at the risk of his own life. Between David and Jonathan, a relationship has developed that is deeper and more powerful than natural kinship. And in the gospel today, Jesus is visited by his own blood relatives, his mother and his close relations. And although the reading is translated as brothers and sisters, the catechism is clear that the brothers and sisters of Jesus are not actually blood siblings. Mary remained a virgin before, during, and after the birth of Jesus. And the perpetual virginity of the blessed mother is something that has always been believed in the church since ancient times. And hence this word for brothers and sisters can also be understood as close relations such as cousins, and when the family of Jesus comes to to visit him, the crowd informs him of their presence, and Jesus asks them the rhetorical question, who are my mother and my brothers? Then he looks around at those seated in the circle, his closest disciples, and he says that these are his mother and his brothers. Whoever does the will of God is his brother, his sister, and his mother. Now, in saying this, Jesus is not downplaying the significance of blood relations, nor is he showing disrespect towards his family, especially his mother. Rather, he is expanding the notion of family to a more universal and inclusive level. In Jesus, human familial relations are not limited to the mere physical, biological level. Jesus has elevated the human family to a universal supernatural level. He has opened the possibility for all peoples of all nations to become one universal family. As the relationship between David and Jonathan in the Old Testament transcended mere biological relations, so Jesus, the son of David and the son of God, has transcended the mere physical level Whoever does the will of God is now the brother and sister and mother of Jesus. And we are told in the first book of Samuel that Jonathan made a covenant with David. And the establishment of a covenant creates an intense bond between two parties and often involves a sacrifice and a meal. The covenant thus establishes a sort of kinship, between the parties entering into it. And each party promises their loyalty and fidelity to the other and intends to fulfill the promises that they make lest the curse of the covenant should fall upon them. Jonathan was loyal to David and to his covenant with him even as his own father, his own blood relations sought to take David's life. Jonathan's love for David was assured through the covenantal promises shared between them. And likewise, Jesus, the everlasting Davidic King, establishes a new and everlasting covenant with his church. That is, with all those who become members of the church through baptism and faith. And this new and everlasting covenant is established in his own blood. And we are all made to participate in the sacrifice and the meal that he instituted the Last Supper. As the Catechism teaches in paragraph 790, believers who respond to God's word and become members of Christ's body become intimately united with him. In that body, the life of Christ is communicated to those who believe and who through the sacraments are united in a hidden and real way to Christ and his passion and glorification. And this is especially true of baptism, which unites us to Christ's death and resurrection and the Eucharist, by which which really sharing in the body of the Lord, we are taken up into communion with him and with one another. Jesus has pledged his undying love and fidelity to us, and he asks us to be faithful to him by trusting him wholeheartedly. And by doing the will of God, we act according to our identity as brothers and sisters of the Lord, who has brought us into his own universal family. Christ has already shown his immense love for us by laying down his life on the cross. And he continues to show his love through the grace that is mediated to us through the sacraments of the church. And the church has reminded her members of this reality, of the transcendent human family united in Christ of which we are all called to be members. The Second Vatican Council's decree, *Agentis* on the missionary activity of the church states in its opening paragraph. In the present state of affairs out of which there is arising a new situation for mankind, the church being the salt of the earth and the light of the world is more urgently called upon to save and re- renew every creature that all things may re- be restored in Christ and all men may constitute one family in him and one people of God. And this is the saving message that is desperately needed today in, the wo- in a world that is torn by violence, war, disregard for human life at all stages, racism, political ideologies, radical nationalism, exploitation of the poor and the oppressed, and biased media and propaganda. There is a dire need for all of us to transcend our own limited ideas and our own categories that we wish to place upon people and to embrace all people in Christ Jesus. The Lord is calling us all not to seek after doing our own will, which has gone well for all of us, right? but it necessarily leads to division and destruction, but to join together in seeking to do the will of God, which ultimately leads to redemption and salvation and brings us all together as the one united family of God. After all, it is God's will that all people should be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. It should be our firm desire that no soul be lost, but that all people be united together to one another in the love of Jesus Christ and the happiness and joy of the kingdom of heaven.